Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Go Fox Yourself. I am your host, Mr. Fox. Today, this discussion is going to be on the so-called catastrophic elimination of all gas stoves. The other discussion I intend to have today is also on Gen X versus Millennials. So, uh, that will be, of course, after I discuss this uh, so-called BS over gas stoves. And yeah, it's BS. Um, media basically created this uh, so-called paranoia and uh, results from a bill that is supposedly being passed by Washington State Legislature based on the extra added push of the incestuous Inslee, governor of Washington State. Um, Pretty much what all started this is a bill that he is trying to push through uh, known as the Healthy Homes and Clean Building Act. It is also known as HB 1084. In this, it provides a number of aspects that quite frankly have nothing really to do specifically on gas burning stoves, but rather eliminating in the state of Washington, natural gas providers, or a pretty much, uh, yeah, just providing natural gas to the average home or building. Uh, in this, it prohibits a natural gas utility from offering new services to any customer located outside of their area authorized in its approved Certificate of Public Convenience and Necessity as of 01 July 2021. Furthermore, it establishes a statewide clean heat standard for the purpose of limiting the expense or expansion of the natural gas system for residents and commercial individuals. It also further adds that basically it will require or maintain a safe and equitable means of phasing out natural gas by 2050. Further provisions require the Department of Commerce to adopt a state energy management and basically or, uh, to pretty much create a means of enforcement for Tier 2 and Tier 3 covered commercial buildings by 01 November of 2021. Uh, you might want to keep in mind some of these dates are predated, but it's based off of previous bills passed. So in a sense, it's pretty much piggybacking off of some of the stuff that already exists. Uh Last but not least, it requires the State Building Code Council to adopt state energy uh, codes that force and enforce residential and commercial building construction between 2013 and 2031 to move environmental 
or I should not environmental, but to actually move incrementally toward a 70% reduction in energy use by 2031. Now, to most people, especially the granola munching tree humpers out there, this sounds like a great idea. Problem is, for one, it actually violates Washington state cap and trade laws. Uh, by trying to phase out the natural gas industry, what you are in turn doing is basically violating the law in which it states that the resident or individual in question has the right to choose exactly what they deem uh, necessity or convenient in terms of energy efficiency. This eliminates that choice, which in turn violates their cap and trade law. Furthermore, the concept of trying to eliminate natural gas in terms of either creating electricity or being a substitute for electricity does not reduce our carbon footprint by any means. First off, natural gas burns much cleaner than most energy uh, generate, uh, gener well, in terms of electricity, natural gas is by far one of the cleanest means of creating electricity or creating power, so to speak. And I say that in the sense of obviously you can use natural gas to energize your house or you can use electricity. However, natural gas is in fact used to generate electricity as well. Uh, it is already a proven fact that since 1990 to 2019, by using natural gas, we have already reduced the carbon footprint by 69%. Now, in terms of what exactly is used to create electricity, 40% of all electricity nationally, nationally, 40% is generated through natural gas. This does not include homes that also use natural gas for stuff like AC, heating, water heater, washer and dryer, your gas-powered stove. Furthermore, what I stated earlier as far as the carbon footprint being reduced by 69% between 1990 to 2019 can in fact be found by a study done by the Environmental Protection Agency, which was released in, what was the name of the study? Basically, it was found that, uh, oh, where is it here? According to the latest inventory of U.S. greenhouse gas emissions released by the Environmental Protection Agency, you can find that study proving that, in fact, it was reduced by 69%. Now, why are people sitting there screaming out their ass about gas-powered stoves? That was done by the media. Basically, when the state governor of Washington, as I stated before, incestuous Inslee, this asshole not only did not think about his state's best interests, the media jumped on this and said, oh, 
we're going to ban natural gas burning stoves. And then all of a sudden you had people going into a complete paranoia across the country, even though this is secluded only to the state of Washington. Basically stating, you can have my gas-powered stove over my dead body. You know, whatever. My cold, dead hands. Uh, it's not a matter of going after gas-burning stoves. However, gas-burning stoves are kind of implemented into this thing. However, the media also back uh, backed their story, or I should say doubled down, by coming out with some BS study that was done by some morons stating that gas-powered stoves create certain particulates that actually harm asthmatics. Now, folks, I was born with pneumonia and suffered through most of my childhood with bronchial asthmatic infections. My daughter, oldest daughter, has asthma. I also know a number of other asthmatic people. Uh, we basically know each other, in a sense. You know, you find one, you're going to probably find a bunch more. Regardless of this fact, folks, a lot of us were raised around gas-burning stoves. I was raised around gas-burning stoves. My daughter was raised around gas-burning stoves. Both of them, in fact. None of us had issues because of gas-burning stoves. Our issues came from seasonal allergies or being young and stupid, playing out and cut grass or something with the pollen count being really high. That's the only time we ever came down with stupid incidences of asthmatic reactions. Not to mention making our asthma or bronchitis, if you will, worse. Uh, not to mention the fact, believe it or not, cats, certain other pets that have dander or create a certain uh, allergy effect generally cause this. Uh, Guinea pigs, rabbits, vermin are very well known for doing this, such as hamsters and such. Uh, cats as well. Uh, not so much with dogs because they tend to shit and piss outside. But basically this was a thing created by the media. And now that everybody's coming out on this, all of a sudden the media is basically looking at the people that reacted to their stupid story of bullshit as though they're a bunch of conspiracy theorists. And they're not. Uh, basically, the media created this story based off a small tidbit created out of the state of Washington. Now, how does this affect us? How does this affect the rest of the U.S.? Well, if you've been paying attention to how Newsom runs his state, which is basically into the fucking ground, then uh, you will also understand that, uh, as an effect, most of the Pacific West Coast generally tends to follow suit with jumping off of a goddamn cliff like a bunch of lemmings with whatever Washington State or California likes to do. Now, California decided to double down and reduce their carbon footprint by basically eliminating all gas-powered lawn equipment or gardening equipment, such as your hedge trimmers, lawnmowers, all that jazz. Regardless, Washington State now wants to phase out natural gas. Now, keep in mind, too, California is looking to phase out all gas-powered cars by a certain point where pretty much they eliminate it back down to almost zero with electric cars basically running all over the place. We know that that is going to be a dumbfounded, asinine idea 
that just pretty much blew right out of Newsom's ass, which shouldn't be a surprise, seeing as the apple generally doesn't fall far from the tree when you consider that he's related to Nancy Pelosi. Now, how exactly does this affect us? Well, let's just say everybody follows suit with this asinine idea coming out of the state of Washington. That is, of course, if Washington State does pass HB 1084. That means those of us who now have homes that run solely on electricity, not natural gas, but just electricity, that electricity now has to be generated by something else other than natural gas. Why? Because they're phasing it out. That means for those state residents of Washington that are paying a energy bill for electricity generated by natural gas are now going to be paying more. Furthermore, those that actually have their homes using natural gas in place of electricity for certain aspects of their home, because mind you, electricity is something that you're still going to use even if you have your house for natural gas. You will now have to have your house rewired for electricity by a licensed electrician who is going to make your home so efficient. Now, I understand solar panels with a battery pack of reserve energy keeping you off the grid is going to be far cheaper than all this. However, to get your house set up for something like that, to run everything, is going to be a lot more expensive than what the average middle-class person is going to be able to afford. Now, if you don't understand what I mean, let's just say you're not even setting up your home on solar panels like your next door neighbor. Let's say you're gonna still stay on the grid, but you're gonna have to rewire your house for strictly electricity, not natural gas. Well, let's look at the average cost. Now, the cost for a new water heater. Now, let's just say tankless because that just seems to be the new trend for everybody out there, like the latest Versace bullshit. Tankless water heater will cost on average about $1,000 plus another $1,000 to be installed. A stove, because keep in mind, if you've got a natural gas stove, it ain't going to work if you've got to basically rewire your house for electricity. Well, that stove is going to cost you about $1,000, depending on the model, on average. However, keep in mind, depending on if you're a do-it-yourself person or you like to just have the damn thing installed properly, that's going to probably cost you roughly about another couple hundred bucks. Now, AC unit, this is where it gets kind of tricky. Depending on what you want to have, centralized air conditioning, let's just go with centralized air conditioning because, you know, not everybody wants geothermal and all that other stuff. So, centralized air conditioning, on average, to change out your heating pump so it runs off electricity and not natural gas, that is going to cost you, average, $4,000 plus another $2,000 for install. Yeah. You also might have a washer and dryer that run off gas if you have your house set up for gas. That again will cost you another fifteen to two thousand or fifteen hundred to two thousand dollars 
eh, depending on the model. Now, that may not seem like a lot. I mean, that may seem like, okay, I can finance this. Until you get to the part where your house has to be rewired for electricity, meaning everything for gas is pulled out and your house is ran on electricity. That is going to cost you on average between $25,000 and $30,000 to rewire your entire house by a licensed electrician. Because God forbid you get somebody who doesn't know what the hell they're doing. This is not a means that is actually capable of the average middle class person to afford, folks. The fact that they want to have this set up by 2031 to where by 2050 it is all taken care of, it can't happen. The average middle, per, uh, middle class person, especially with today's day and age of inflation, not to mention interest rates if you're going to finance this stuff, the average middle class person can't afford this shit. You can't. Not unless you want to go into maximum debt on half of what your home is probably worth. Granted, of course, if you live in California, this, this is probably chump change, of course, right? It's chump change. But the fact of the matter is, if this is something they're going to do, chances are this is something the rest of the states, especially under Democrat control, are going to be following suit with. And the truth is, this doesn't help anything. It doesn't. The idea that gas burning stoves, I mean, the media wants to say that it's all conspiracy theory. They created this. They actually created this based off of the asinine ideas coming out of the state of Washington to reduce a carbon footprint that has already been reduced, not to mention is already in violation of their own cap and trade laws. I mean, it's just dumb, completely dumb. And now we're going to basically be having to deal with it. I mean, aside from violating the actual cap and trade laws in the state of Washington, Bellingham already considered banning natural gas use, period. <clears throat> I'm sorry, excuse me, but they estimated after they were going to push for a ban on natural gas, they estimated the cost would come at, uh, at the cost to the city at least, would come at $80 more per metric ton of CO2 just to implement by reducing the carbon footprint based on this concept. And in fact, there is no proof that any of this will reduce the carbon footprint by any means less than what it already is. I mean, you look at how electricity is generated and where power comes from in general. 40% of all comes from natural gas. Coal is at 20%, nuclear is at 20%, and green renewable is at 20%. This isn't including uh, stuff in terms of like renewable natural gas. And yes, folks, there is such, such thing as renewable natural gas that is created by effect from landfill emissions as well as gas farms and such. These are all piped into the natural gas pipeline. Which, if we were to phase out natural gas, what the hell are we going to do with 700,000 plus miles of freaking 
uh, natural gas pipeline. This whole idea is asinine. It not only destroys jobs that are already in existence, it basically creates a landscape of an abandoned relic, if you will. I mean, look at some of these old ghost towns that started off from mining and then moved on. What happens? You've just got this... I mean, it's cool to visit, but it's just a destruction of the landscape that's left. And this kind of even goes into play with, like, what they're doing with electric cars. I... Oh, we're going to basically save the planet. Yeah, you're moving 500,000 pounds of earth just to mine enough mineral to create one battery pack. That's not saving the planet. You're basically destroying it with the excuse of trying to save it. And let's be honest, folks. Anybody who basically sits there and says that they're looking to save humanity, they're full of shit. If anything, what they're looking to do is control it. And yeah, that's that freaking Swedish meatball up in uh, Europe known as Greta Thunberg. Yeah, her autism definitely shows in terms of trying to save the planet. She can't even think for herself, for God's sakes. And her planet or her parents are just basically exploiting her as a goddamn icon. Whatever. Anyways, this doesn't help. This absolutely doesn't help. It doesn't help the average middle-class family, nor does it help humanity. It's just another means of control. And if you really don't believe me, look at it from this aspect. Who gets to gain? Well, that's going to be the electric company. That's going to be stuff like Nevada Power or, South Cal or Southern California Energy or Puget Sound Energy, for that matter. These are the people who tend to gain, on top of which... What do you think happens when an entire regional energy company has the monopoly on energy resources being provided in their region? Government steps in. And now who has control? Folks, this is stuff we need to think about. I know I make a little bit of satire. I know I make a little bit of complaint. And I know I can be vulgar about it, but this is serious. Right now, we have coal, we have nuclear, we've got all sorts of aspects in terms of uh, creating energy. All sorts. This comes down to limitation. Not just of choice, but of product. And when there becomes a limitation to where certain people have monopolies, that monopoly finally comes under the control of the government. This is actually about control. It always has been with everything that has gone on for the past 10 years. And this isn't a conspiracy theory, folks. It's just fact. The media has been basically playing into this as basically looking at it from the standpoint of this is just about gas-powered stoves. And then it basically makes everybody look like morons when they start complaining about, oh, not my gas-powered stove. It's not about your gas-powered stove, though. It's about natural gas. This whole thing is about natural gas. You have been played by the media and you are getting played by state government. Because once Washington passes this, California will follow suit. The Pacific West Coast will follow suit. And then every other state that basically has their setup just like these 
are going to follow suit until they bully everybody else in between. This is about control, plain and simple. And you can sit there and say, follow the money, follow the pattern, forget the money. Power and control does not necessarily come from money. You can get stuff free with control. You don't need the money. So quit following the money and simply look at the pattern. You want to squeeze somebody, you get power. You want to squeeze somebody, you get control. You want money? Go join a crime unit or organized crime uh, organization or whatever. That's not power or control. Power and control are worth more than money. And if you look at what the American dollar is worth, it's not hard to figure out that money is worthless at this point. It is all about power and control. Now, now that I've gotten that off my uh, chest, onto something better such as the Gen X versus millennials. And I say this even though you hear a lot about all those damn boomers. Folks, and I've had this discussion with a number of millennials, and keep in mind too that for a while, uh, some of us may remember back in the day when Generation X actually went all the way up to 1985, and then sort of like Pluto's redefinition, uh, the generational police jumped in and changed it to where, well, if you want to call yourself Gen X, well, you've got you to be born before 1980. So basically, all those people we used to call Gen Xers are like the Pluto of Gen X. And we still accept them, but, you know, we'll occasionally poke fun at them, regardless of this fact. The real reason why that probably happened was because the millennial generation is too fucking stupid that they basically needed to even the playing field of the success that actually came out of Gen X, which surprised a lot of people. For starters, unlike Millennials, Gen Xers pretty much all left home, while Millennials are still in their parents' basement playing fucking video games, assuming that they're going to eventually have a high-paying job playing video games created by people from Generation X. Feel pretty stupid now? You should. The fact of the matter is, Millennial Generation was raised off of too much of uh, everybody deserves a trophy and there is no discipline at all in the millennial de uh, generation. And when I say there is no discipline, the entire millennial generation, you know, with the exception of what used to be called Gen X, which is why I say some of us still accept you. The majority of the millennial generation was not raised on an idea of discipline and restraint. And when I say this, I'm talking about the parents didn't say no. So they don't understand the word no as it applies. Furthermore, they don't know what it's like to be raised by discipline. Now, different people may look at discipline differently. I was raised off whoopings and a belt. So I know full well, kind of like putting your hand on a hot stove of what a stupid decision is going to result in. Such as when my dad says, go grab the discipline of choice, being the belt on his rack, 
I come back with a terry cloth robe belt to be spanked with, and he just looks at me, laughs, and grabs the cheapest leather belt possible that's going to leave a welt on my ass. That's discipline. The fact of the matter is, folks, millennial generation has proven to be a toxic waste of human society. It's not all of them. There are quite a few exceptions. But when you look at the generational turnaround and result, millennial generation is a joke. And if you're a millennial, I'm not going to apologize. Because flat out, when it comes down to thick skin, personal drive, and individual confidence, uh, you have none. As a generation, and some of you are the exception, but as a generation, you have none. I can basically fart in your direction and you will scream foul like you have been absolutely assaulted. I mean, for God's sakes, I grew up we were throwing pine cones and rocks at each other in the place of grenades when we were playing war. We would actually fire toy guns with projectiles. We didn't give a shit. We never did. We would be jumping off swing sets at 20 feet high, or we'd be basically coming out to when we hit the bottom, running out of the swing. We'd sprain our legs, sometimes even break bones. Some of you in the millennial generation think you've created that whole parkour concept of just jumping off walls and buildings. Our playgrounds were set up where we actually invented parkour long before you were even thought of and then accidentally dumped in your mother's womb. The fact of the matter is, folks, millennials suck. They are a waste of space. And quite frankly, I don't understand why they're even still allowed to breathe. I, I know some that are actually good. Don't get me wrong. But I look at where I've actually come from and where I have gone. And I've made quite a few stumbles. But for some reason, I've been able to get back up. And then I look at millennials. Some have never left their home. Some are still there. Some don't even have jobs. Some are now just getting jobs. That's great. You know, I, I'm, I'm actually happy for them. But the fact is, it's like they don't know what to do. They stumble and they don't know how to get up on their own. And they're going right back to their parents to try to basically get back on their feet. Which, hey, if you've got that opportunity, I say all power to you and use it if it's to your advantage and also uh, reciprocated by them. You know, obviously your parents care about you and that's good. You should have people that care about you in your life. But I also see this being used to the max of abuse, so to speak, or at least you're abusing the hospitality. And I mean, it, it's just pathetic. It really is. I mean, how do you consider yourself 
a true individual if you are completely dependent upon somebody else as though you were still going to school. I mean, let me put it to you this way. To most of you millennials out there that are still living at home, which are most of you, what's it like asking your parents if your fiance can spend the night with you? Think about it. With all that in mind, folks, like I said, think for yourself on this in terms of the natural gas phase out going in Washington. Put in some serious thought about how this could possibly affect you. And more importantly, folks, take into some strong consideration as to what the pattern is. Why? I mean, I'm serious. Anybody that claims that they're trying to save humanity is only trying to control it. And yeah, that includes that retard Swedish meatball. She ain't no better, folks. I don't care what you think, and I ain't going to apologize about it. She is no better than the rest of them. So, have a good night. And as always, go fox yourself.